Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We are alive, season seven, episode two. It is the second week of November, twenty twenty-three, and we have an awesome show tonight, Jason. I'm pretty excited. We get to talk about stuff, gearing up, like gear up. And when we thought of this, or when I thought of this, or we came up with it together, the idea is, you know, sometimes you're getting new gear, and sometimes you're just kind of like getting the next cool thing that's coming out. And really, this is just about taking like what was state-of-the-art ice fishing a few years ago and maybe just bringing it up to the next level. Um, you know, eventually you have so many hub shacks, you don't need another hub shack, but you need to get it to that next level, right, Jay? Yeah, you're just leveling up. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Super Mario Brothers from Mario Brothers. Yeah. I don't know. Was there a Mario Brothers? I don't know. Everybody understands the level-up concept. Okay. Did just just maybe, level it up. Just level it up. All right. Just we'll move up. on from there. We're just going to level up. Yeah, we don't want to... <laughs> We dwelled on that one we, too long. Yeah, yeah. We're going to level up your memory. I don't know. All right. So speaking of leveling up, did you level up your beer? I don't think I leveled up my beer this tonight. Do you oh, want me to go no. first? I, yeah, because I leveled up. I did not. I okay, uh, I leveled down, I think. So hmm. I went to the gas yeah, station because I, you know, I can't do Natty Light a whole season again. And Wrong, so I yes. went, saw what they had for singles. Yeah. And so I, I came away with high a high gravity lager. Okay. And it is. You mean it's like heavy? It just says high gravity. It's slow brewed for exceptionally smooth flavor. Okay. It's union made. Oh, seems important. Extra malted barley. Select hops for extra gravity. Gravity's been doing a lot of work on me already. Jason. Yeah. Is there a problem with gravity in in your time? You keep on talking about things being heavy. I know. I know. <laughs> so I'm trying to read this. Hang on. Two eleven mark, based on medieval medieval symbol for steel, appears only on steel reserve high quality. So I. Have Steel Reserve. Steel Reserve. 211. I've never heard of it before. It's the best you can buy at a gas station for a dollar and a quarter. It's cheaper than Pops. It's cheap, literally a dollar cheaper than Pop. Wow. That is not the worst thing I've ever drank. I like that better than the hoppy crap. So what does high gravity mean? I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means. It's 6% alcohol. Does that mean anything? I mean, that means you better not drink the whole, too many, the whole thing. We might be in trouble by the end of the show. (laughs) It's a pint. It's a pounder. Oh, it's a pounder. Okay. Yep. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Steel Reserve. For those that haven't had it, I highly recommend it for a buck and a quarter at the gas station. Mm. Good review. I don't buy my beer at the gas station, mostly because in Minnesota, that's not something you want to do ever. You wouldn't <laughs> get the six, the six percent steel reserve. Uh, you get point six percent, maybe. <laughs> and 
Yeah, it's just not recommended. I actually efforted quite highly for my beer today. So I went to the my liquor store because that's how we buy any kind of beer in Minnesota is you buy the liquor store. Um, and you go we there. Cases. We don't have liquor stores. We have cases. Yeah, we have liquor stores. All like Well, not all over the place, <laughs> but... Um, so I went there and I was looking for a new beer because, you know, I had already talked about all the beers in my fridge. So I went to a liquor store and I'm like, you know, there wasn't anything interesting. I mean, there's lots of crafty beers, but they weren't out of the ordinary enough. So I went to the second liquor store that I know carries kind of the the niche or niche, 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 I don't know, whichever one. Depends on how fancy you want to sound. Niche. The niche. Just, if you want to say niche. <laughs> niche the niche beers all right so um i think i've had this kind before but i have it's from bad habit brewery which is in saint joe minnesota it is a peanut butter dark addiction peanut butter milk stout you've had this and i made the same face last time no i have not had this no. we've had bad habit but i've never had, peanut, had butter. peanut butter stuff haven't you? oh sure but not this one that's i like peanut butter so I might really. So this that. is candy bar in a can. Okay. Don't miss out on this intensely dark, silky smooth, peanut buttery, chocolatey goodness known as peanut butter dark addiction. This beer pours dark with a delightful tan frothy head, and has creaminess that is added from the from the lactose. We add dark oh. roasted cocoa. Nibs from Ghana that give off a milk chocolate flavor and infuse it with our secret peanut butter recipe for a perfectly balanced peanut butter and chocolate obsession. This is beer or a milkshake? It's beer. Okay. It's okay. 5.2. Okay. It's not as high as yours. All right. But I, okay. Just drink it. See what we got. So, yeah, here we go. Wow, it is crazy. It's really good. I don't think I ever thought chocolate beer would be good, but I mean, this is the most chocolate. It is good. It's awesome. And I don't really like don't, these kind of weirdo kind of beers. I'm not saying it's weirdo, but like, you know, with so many flavors in it, at it's what good. Point, <clears throat> I'm asking this in all seriousness. At what point does it cease becoming a beer and start to become... A dessert alcoholic milkshake. It's pretty close. But you I'm know, enjoying it right like now. There must be something officially, like, because it's brewed. Oh, foreshadowing. Place. Foreshadowing, Jason. I don't know. Um, yes, there is something that makes beer beer. Yeah, like right? what makes that beer beer? I mean, I think it's the way it's brewed. Like with malt and yeast and those kinds of things, right? But it also said... Lactose, and aren't you? Uh, then you and Gary break up. Yeah, yeah. Gary and I aren't really <laughs> friends anymore. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I I didn't get a different one because it also had lactose in it. Um, but I guess I missed the lactose part. I guess we'll so. see. You'll have to report. If, <laughs> Will I make it to the end of the episode or not? <laughs> if you survive, or if take a or one of our few and only commercial breaks. 
I mean, it is really good though, Jay. I, I mean, it sounds I, it sounds awesome. I this, don't think you want to like, pound a six pack of it, but no, but for the good. show, it sounds I really mean, good. You'll have to get me one of those. I would drink. I, it. I wouldn't be proud think, of it, but I would drink it. I mean, I think this might be in like top ten beers I've ever had. I mean, this is like legit. Wow, Jason. that's pretty strong. Holy crap! Okay, that's I mean, a strong recommendation. It's good. All right. All right. Well, so that's why I went to two liquor stores to find this beer. So you were specifically searching out that beer? No, I was looking for something. So, like, this is from Bad Habit, which is like a kind of a regional, smaller, like, you know, craft brewery, yep. right? Yeah. And and when I was at the other liquor store, they had Minnesota beers, but they had like the ones that are like um, bigger ones, you know, like like they sell to all the liquor stores, not like. Like this can has like a it looks like somebody put a sticker on a can, okay. right? Like it's sure. it's not like a I don't know. You can tell it's just a smaller operation. It's not like even though some of the other beers are local Minnesota beers, they you know they're they brew a lot of beer versus yep. some. So okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. So before we turn this into a beer show instead of an <laughs> ice fishing show, we better move on. It is what it is. Uh, thank you to our patrons for your support. We really appreciate it. And also a a special shout out to David M. Cheers to you, David, for being our patron. Cheers, Dave. Here's a butter, peanut butter, dark milk stout. Cheers. All right, Jason, we got some good listener news since we had one out on the podcast out. Yeah, we do. We got Adam K that wrote and said they're gonna they're gonna get that clam X eight hundred this weekend, and they're gonna keep us posted to see how it goes. Um, they're gonna get. It. I don't know where they're at in the country or world, so I don't I know. How Canada. Long be I think it was Canada. They, well, Canadians are ice fishing already. Yeah, yeah. So they can they can ice fish. So. Um, well, I was in Mexico last weekend, and I saw some Canadians, and they were not ice fishing, but we were in Mexico. They were <laughs> taking their last. Yeah, maybe they're. Yeah, not every. I'm always surprised, but like not everybody in Canada probably ice fishes. Probably not. There are places in Canada where they don't ice fish. I know. Which always nobody's perfect. Nobody's surprising. perfect, Jason. Yeah, nobody is. I wonder if they'll get the pole in the middle for the. The extra support from the snow weight. Remember, that's the one that had the pole in the middle. It's an octagon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, you'd have to really be out there a while. But it has the awesome door, which mm-hmm. you really need. Super important. I mean, right, if, well, Adam, if you were ice fishing and you're just out for a day shot and you got so much snow, you needed a pole to keep your ice shack from collapsing. Wouldn't you start to have concerns about your ability to make it off the ice? <laughs> Well, that's when you need one of those wide track skidoos with, with you know, then or you're okay. You, my background thing here. Or a snow, snow bear. bear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what. I, they do get stuck. I know. It's possible. It is. Um, that year, the last year of the Eel Pout Festival on Leech Lake, I saw some of them buried. In slush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in slush. Slush yeah. will get anything. Yeah, yeah, sadness. You can probably find one of those a little discounted these days. <laughs> the snow bears? No, prior slush salvage oh, snow yeah, bear. Oh, yeah, those. I don't think so. They just pull them out, fix them, and 
Yeah, they just move along. Yeah, right. they're they're they do not seem to lose value. Gosh, did you? I sent you one know, a couple weeks that. ago. I mean, it was reasonable as snow bear prices go. I thought it looked nice. Yeah, it's still not in my tax bracket yet. It's close though. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> All right. So X800, we're, we're looking forward to an update on the X800. It looked like a really nice rig. I, I I would use it. I would sleep in there. It's basically like the one we slept in last year, Jay. It just has the big door. Yep. And the, I mean, it's not that much different. Um, it had the sewn-in lights, LED lights. That I think was that's going to be... You know, the, I like the idea of the sewn-in lights. That's one less yeah. thing to screw with. Yep. One less thing to remember the battery. To, well, but you always got a battery. Yeah, yeah. Now... You know, if you run a, a battery-powered auger, then you get the adapter. Yeah. Then you're oh, I didn't even put it in here, but did you see that um, that StrikeMaster came out with a like a power station powered by the 40-volt batteries that power your ice auger? No, I didn't see that, but that's yeah. smart. But it's it's like 200 bucks. Ah, jeez. Yeah. yeah. And you also got to use it to power your ice auger too so I, I i don't know i i don't know about the economics of that i i bought a, one of those jackery things um for camping this summer you know it's like a basically just a big battery it's like yep. a tiny generator it's not super big it's more for camping when we were in yellowstone but um it's it would work but that jackery thing was about the same price and came with the battery because that was just the station i think it you have to buy the batteries then too yeah absolutely and those batteries are not cheap to me that's the expensive part of it but all right so i went off the rails there a little bit Jay, but here we are back uh gary c talked about uh line drop he had a question about line drop i i love this question because you know, here we are, we're talking about gear and we're we're thinking about what can we buy and what's next. And and Gary's like, dude, let's talk about fishing. <laughs> and yeah. I want to know something very specific. And I love it. I think it's a great question. Um I think I think it depends what you're fishing for. He's fishing for trout, perch, and walleye. So I would say on on walleye, I don't I don't think that I've thought a lot about it or have it matter. I think on perch, sometimes you'll catch them on the drop, but not like a ton. Um, and trout, I yeah. don't, trout. Honestly, I would say for trout, I don't fish for trout enough to give, I don't even, like usually we'll just guess and give some information. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're well, not expert. I, I, I don't think, fish for trout enough to give to give advice on the drop for a trout. Well, I so on uh, on lake trout, yes. Um, sometimes, like with if you have a big white jig on with a big body, I've thought about that, like letting it okay. flutter down versus a slow like like you're just peeling line. So more of like really sending it down, right, and then bringing it back up. To, to give it some action. Um, for walleyes, I'm always more about just getting it down to where the fish are as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, but we have talked about, I think, in a couple of shows is, do you work the water column top to bottom or bottom to top? Yes. Or, or both, yes. depending on what you're fishing for. Um, 
so I I don't know that I have a good answer to him. I think I I tried all of that, <laughs> you know, depending on right. the fish. So he's talking like an automatic drop or a manual drop, you know. So do you hit the button, flip the th- flip the bail, um, and then the thing that complicates some of that drop line speed is like on my um, inline reel. Sure. I have a trigger. Yep. You can pull and it it slowly drops versus like if you have a little bit bigger lure on a on a bale, when you open your bale on a heavier lure, it'll just zing down there. Sure. Um, also, I think it depends on the lure you're fishing. So if you have a lure that flutters away from the hole as it drops, then it, it attracts fish, right? So as you drop the lure, it flutters and goes yep. away versus uh, just a spoon that maybe or something, a drop jig that just would go straight down and not flutter or, you know, horizontally away from the hole. Right. Cause yep. I mean, I've had some of those where you drop them and you lose them off your flasher. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause they, they flutter, you yep. know, six, seven feet, eight feet away from the hole, which is good if you're looking for fish. And then, and then it also, I think depends on my fishing 30 feet of water. Or am I fishing eight feet of water? Yeah. So it's a big change too. My answer is yes all of those things <laughs> and then keep track of for yourself at some level like what's more successful in this body of water in these conditions with this lure because i think all those things matter there's not a an absolute yes or no just a bunch of things to think about yeah i i think that current trend went dropper about when the tungsten craze started just straight down just get, like get it like because it's easy it's easy to fish that way mm-hmm. uh you don't have to have a finesse rod you put a big um you put a big um rod there you know and you just drop it down it's super easy right and the depth doesn't matter because it goes to the bottom whether that's what the fish want or not, I don't know. But, um, yeah. So the that's what I would say. The other thing is, you know, flutter jigs are harder to, to fish, but sometimes that's what the fish want. Sometimes they don't want it to go right to the bottom. And you mentioned fishing from the top down. People have been talking about that more. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't fish like that very often. I feel like that's for a panfish more than I hear about perch or walleye. Like I don't, I don't know how many people fish top down for walleye. I've heard it for sunfish and stuff. Well, for but, tr- trout, love fluttery things. I mean, they like that flash. Yeah, they like that flash. So you know, from a spoon, if you've got a spoon that's gonna, uh, um, what's the lure I'm thinking of? Yeah, you're you're talking like a Swedish pimple. Swedish or pimple. A, thank you. That's what I was trying. That's yeah. gonna flutter and flash on the way yep. down. You need to have that needs to be a quicker fall. If you're controlling that jig on the way down, it's not doing anything. It's just going straight yep. down. It needs yep. it needs to be um, free flowing to get the flutter. Sure. Yes. So no, totally. Have, so I would say fluttery fluttery lure or non fluttery lure yeah. differences. So yep. Yeah. Great. Great question. And and. You, the the f- more flutter you need, the more finesse you need on a rod. You know, a fiberglass ugly stick that's super stiff is going to be real hard with a really light jig 
that you're fluttering down there. I mean, you won't feel anything. It's going to be a lot harder to fish. So that's like and, the whole episode, like what rod stiffness to get the flutter on a jig yep, action. Yep. Um, so that gosh, this or, is just, or if you have a super hard, heavy one and put it on your yeah. light rod, then it just bends so, over anyways. And you're not feeling it either. And, it, I, and then it like bloops up and down and your action is totally changed. So I talked about this last year, I think. If I didn't, I meant to, when we were talking about this topic, is the beauty of using a camera to see and yes. understand your jig, what your jig looks like. What is it doing when I jig? And and I, I need to do more on that, maybe, I don't know, this year. Um, but if you have a camera to watch that jig action, and then you, you learn, start learning what, if yep. I do this to on the rod, this is what the jig does. Yep. And and then you you know you start understanding oh this is the action that's mimicking a dying minnow, or whatever. Yeah. So. I know I I think and you have to see that you have no clue without a camera how to do that. No, now, I'm not saying I'm good at doing that, but no, it's I, how I, you would I figure agree that out. That you're not. But. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, and and I I think too. It also means that you have to know your gear, right? It's, you know, just because you have stuff doesn't mean you know how to use it and you have to know how it works and how it works together. Yes. So, so it's it's kind of like when you go hunting or I like to know my rifle and how I am comfortable with it. So when you're ready, right, you need to know your gear, your rod and your reel and those kinds of things too. Yep. I would agree. Okay. Wow. 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 We went deep on that one, Jay. I know. But it was cool because you want to talk about all the superfluous stuff and, and Gary here. Gary well, was it, like, I'm going to hone these. I'm bringing these guys back in to the heart of the show, which is how do you catch fish, which neither one of us are very good at, but they don't know that. So here's where I think the difference is, Jay. You notice that. Um, oh, no, that's the next guy. He lives in New York. Okay. All right. I was thinking he was in Canada already fishing because we tend to talk gear more early ice because there is no ice. Like I can't hone my skill on the flutter when I can't, my boat would still float. Right? Do you have a bathtub? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. okay. Well, there you go. All right. All right. Well, try in the bathtub. <laughs> I expect the next week to see a YouTube video of you <laughs> jigging in your jigging bathtub. Jigging in the bathtub. I think that might be where the show would end. <laughs> well i hope so i don't want to see any more <laughs> all right so moving on to uh daryl h daryl h um let's see oh now daryl h was giving us information instead of asking a question which is probably better yeah so he is he sent in okay i am oh so he talked about daryl was the person who sent us all that awesome information last week about yes or two weeks ago how big of a fish it is and how old it is and those kinds of things right and so he said a tip is if you know the body of water you're fishing if you want to keep prints out like a small card and keeps it in this tackle box or somewhere in your your shack and then you can look at it and see how old the fish is by how long it is 
I feel like Daryl and her buddy Oli would get along really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason would just have a backpack full of it and the laminated card would be at the bottom. And It'd be I'd find it, it though. It'd be in the bottom of that bag. Like better be laminated though, or whatever. It'd have gonna to be. be laminated. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's thanks, Daryl. That's good. And he did say that we can put some of that information he sent us in the email, so I still have it on my to do list to get that out there so people can cool. get that. Very cool. Oh yeah, and that, he's kind of a he's kind of digging us here. He goes, "Oh, I was on three inches of ice sight fishing for rainbow trout last weekend." <sighs> yeah, northern Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. Get in your car, go north. I kind of did the opposite thing last weekend. You I went, went south, and you could have gone north, and you chose to go south. So I question I your street cred right now. Well, you know, what do you do? I don't know. All right, let's see. Well, do we want to do all these, or do we want to move forward? Uh, we can no. Let's do this next one. Okay. Black so sky. Black sky must be a handle. I don't know. Yes, I don't could, think. Could be. I mean, name. it could be somebody's real name, but could I'm be. guessing it's a handle. Could be. You never know. Yes. Wanted to say that I love the show. Great, thank you. We appreciate that. Listening to our old episodes, that's awesome. Um, they were sharing some fishing rods they found at Sportsman's Direct. I don't know if yeah. we're going to link that somewhere, Jeff. Um, but they just said they were decent price and very sensitive, almost a custom rod for ugly stick prices. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know you if look they at look. These, what brand are these things? Did you look at those? I don't know. I just brought them Ice Hopper Extreme Taper Rod. Ice Hopper uh, Extreme Taper Rod. Yep, there you yeah. go. I don't know. Looks like a rod. Looks like a noodly, very tiny light. You would work good with your flutter jig. Not yeah, your dropper jig. You should jig. buy one, Jeff, and let us know how it works. Mm, I don't know. That might not be my jam, but it's good for it's good for Black Guy. I'm glad he found one that works for him. There's so many rods out there. There's so many good ones. I mean, I mean, I still have ugly sticks that are twenty dollars in my bag, but I have a I have a nice one too. But. I I actually I had a bad stint at the end of the season last year. I think I broke two fishing rods. Oh, catching big fish? No. Just stupidness, mainly. Oh, oh. Um, so normal. Yeah, standard. normal, <laughs> normal stuff. So I've got to, I've got to buy some this year. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a good problem to have. I know. I've been collecting Shields credit card reward points for that. <laughs> so I'm gonna go cool. shopping. Excellent. Ooh, this next one kind of is about beer podcast. Thor. He, he is a beer guy, and he talked about how he's, to say... And he's from Winnipeg. He's from Winnipeg, yep. And last time we had a beer, and it had some kind of German beer purity laws, which I guess That's were some right. of the first food things that ever, yeah. ever, um, ever did. So he, I guess there's a, this other guy has a beer podcast... And he dropped off beer for him to try at his house. Nobody ever drops beer off. I wouldn't. Pro- I'd be really suspicious if somebody dropped off beer. Well, I decided though, if somebody drops off ice fishing gear at my house, I mean, I'm willing to use it if that happens. Absolutely. I mean, if a snow bear just gets randomly dropped at your house, Jason, are you going to use it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just check. Okay. <laughs> Most so, definitely. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, the the. It's kind of a fact check. It's kind of a putting here, but the 
beer purity laws for Germany is Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. Yes. Reinheitsgebot. Dory, if let us know if we pronounced it right now. Reinheitsgebot. Well, they had a recording, oh, but I keep... Reinheitsgebot or Gabut? Uh, the Minnesota yeah. one would be Reinheitsgebot. Yeah, now I'm <laughs> Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. You so get that's the that's, but we're a lot closer than last time because that was really be bad. So yeah, we got to be closer. I have okay. it phonetically spelled here in the notes. So all right, I think all we'll right. probably so, get another fact check on that fact check. Probably, probably. All right, fishing report, Jay. I got out fishing. About time. I mean, not ice fishing, just fishing. Oh well, I don't want to talk yeah. about that. So we were looking for Walters. Did you catch anything? Uh, I didn't. I was only out for like three or four hours. It was really cold. And, you know, I know people can go really fast in really rough water, but I don't. You have a small boat. But if you have a big boat, it doesn't, it's not really all that much better. You can't do 60 across, you know, a two foot chop. You just can't, right? Like, I I mean, you can, but no. Well, yeah. So anyways, it was pretty rough out there. But I still got all of my spots I wanted to go to. It just took me a little longer to get there. That's good. It was on the way out. It was harder because you're pushing the waves. And on the way in, you can kind of ride the waves. Sure. It wasn't so bad. So, yeah, I fished with some um, Malaxa, like sucker minnows. Tried some Rapalas. Did some trolling. Um, I, I didn't charge my battery for my trolling motor. So it died after like four hours. And then I decided, well, I hadn't caught a fish in four hours and my trolling motor battery died. So Time to call I, it. Yeah. Time to call it. So that's what I did. You know, it's interesting. Like 35 on the water with the boat is colder than heck. Oh. And But 35 on the ice is like nice. Yeah. And that, it's just weird. Well, there's no waves on the ice. Well, hopefully not. Well, I don't know. Actually... We do get those snow waves on on Lake of the Woods. We've yeah. had where they kind of yeah, rrr, rrr, yeah. Rrr, yeah. yeah exactly. So they do come. Yep. But yeah, it was so my boats put away, went to sleep for the winter, and uh, gearing up for ice. Absolutely. Show business. Mm-hmm. You want to walk us through the show business, Jay? Yeah, I don't know what this one comment you put in the notes is, Jeff. So I'll I'll just do my dit- ditty here, and then you can okay. chime in. Best place to interact with us is on social media, Instagram, and Facebook. We are not on X. I guess we are on X. At we Hard are on Water X. Show. Are we, we're not on threads yet. No, no threads. No threads, but maybe thinking about it. Um, nice threads, man. Yeah. You find us on YouTube at Hardwater Show, website hardwatershow.com. Um, and Jeff, I'll let you take it from here because you had some other comments here I'm not sure about. Oh, yeah. I threw some in here. Um so, you know, we had a first episode, and in theory, we try to get a show out every week would be my goal during in-season, right? Yep, we do work but, hard at that. But but the reality is, you know, I, I was I had some commitments last week, and you did, and, and so we don't always get one out every week, so just know that we're in-season, we are recording, we're getting this out. There's, there would have been two weeks between the first one and the second one, but... Um, there might be might always be perfect about getting one out every week, but yeah. we do our best. Here's what I will tell you. If for some reason, and I don't foresee it, but if for some reason we decide to discontinue the show, 
we will make a grand announcement of that. We will yes. not simply do an episode and then never do one again. We will we, not quietly go in. We will to not the night. quietly go into the night. We will <laughs> raise our beers, toast the show, fair ado, and call it. But we're not there yet. So no, no, no. You can leave and go quietly into the night. The list, fair listener, if you choose to. But just know that we shall continue on into per- perpetuity. I can't say the word. We shall continue forward. I mean, we got to, you know, I, I don't know how many we'll make, but. No idea how, how, when this ride will end, but we're, we're not ending it anytime soon. And so don't worry. We will always be back. Yes. Even if we miss a week. It might just be and, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And the second thing was about, there was some, I forgot to mention this before, but a bunch of, you know, we get this sometimes, I don't know. Somebody on a bunch of our Facebook comments was like posting swag for sale. Like it looked like it was our our hardware gear, but it wasn't. And so, like, we're not going to put posts on each comment in our comments on Facebook that we're selling T-shirts. So, I deleted all of them that I could find. But just be aware, um, we have a link on our website for our gear. Um, that's pretty much the only place we ever put it. You can go there, but you know, there was somebody kind of, I don't know, doing something weird in the comments. I I guess let us know just as listeners, if, um, we did a couple years ago, we did a bigger swag gear order and, and we might, we're pondering doing that again. And so if that's something people would be interested in, if, um, let us know, shoot us an email, send us a message, um, because then we'd be more apt to open Open that up. Yep. I need a hard water show beer koozie. That would be nice right now. This steel reserve is made. I don't have one. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's lots of things I need with yeah. hard water show on it. You know, so that that's what we, I think we're getting ready to do that. My uh, previous hard water show stuff has shrunk slightly. Are you sure it shrank? I'm convinced. You're convinced? Yeah. Like, can we get hard water show elastic waistband pants? Well, well, Jason, don't get upset when someone calls you fat. You're bigger than that. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had I heard that joke, and it like just was just the right time as we were talking yeah. about shirts getting too well, small. So. You can either buy long underwear, or you can grow your own. <laughs> I love those guys on that do those videos where they like stare at each other on the dock and just tell really funny jokes and they don't <laughs> laugh. That's what this is from. I think yep. it's from a Canadian show. I think it's from those uh, where they sell the fruit stand guys. Do you know this show? Oh, um, I knew it until you told me that. Yes, um, Letter Kenny. Well, yeah, it's they're Letter Kenny guys. I think. <laughs> oh. That show is awesome. Yeah. You so, cannot, I don't know who's ever watched Letter Kenny, and it, you can't watch it with small children around. Um, but I tell you what, the slapstick humor in that show, <laughs> I don't know how you even write it. I mean, it is just, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. at her, let's get at her. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that was, that was, oh, one more show business thing. We do. We have about 370 subscribers on our YouTube channel, and I do have two videos 
that they need to work on to get up there. One, our last podcast, we had some pictures and stuff we looked at. And I wanted to put a video of that part of the show on there. And then also I did a video like your video about the ice shack. I did one of my hard, hard sided shack, my wheelhouse. Oh, cool. So I walked through the whole thing and kind of um, did that. So I want to get that up there too. I shot the video. I just haven't edited it or anything yet. So, but we are, we are doing a few videos like that now, but if you want to like smash that like button, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> subscribe, you know, do whatever. But um, there is something we get if we get to a thousand people. And obviously we're only like 40% of there, but you know, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. So. I've, I'm going to try to commit to two videos this year. I'm not going to okay. extend myself completely, but I, including like, the bathtub jigging video, I'm, I'm or separate that. from that. I'm separate. I'd like to. Do, I need to do a video on my ice shack that I modified. Yes. And I tried to do like a build video, and that is harder than it looks, and I didn't yeah. do very good. And so um, I'm just going to do a walk around, basically explain mm-hmm. what I did, mm-hmm. and then I'd like to do a walk around of my. I hate to call it a snow dog because it's not because it, that's a brand. My tracked vehicle for getting me out on the ice this year. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. I'm excited to see if it works because I bought it in the middle of the summer. And it might just be an absolute <laughs> waste of well, money. You can use them in the summer, Jay. I've seen people use them. I, in the well, summer. We, we took it around the yard. Yeah, but it was Sweet. slower than what I would would have thought. And so mm. we'll, we'll see what it does on the snow, but. But you know, on the I'm not a light guy, and so it's trying to drag me around on grass. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. we'll see. We'll I still want an I still want an electric one. That would be cool. Yeah. Anyway. So those are some things Maybe. that are coming up on social media. <laughs> they had electric <laughs> ones. I think that comp I haven't heard of that company in a while. I think it might have left. Snow dog? No, 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 no. Remember the one that had the little where you put the auger head on it? Oh, you're talking about the ice auger machines. The ice auger machines. Yeah. Because, you know, you yeah. can put your electric auger head on yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. that, I don't think they made it. I mean, it happened. It was a I cool mean, idea. Ice auger guys, machine guys, if you're still alive, let us know. Yeah. Because I'm wondering. If I find an ice auger machine on my doorstep, I will probably try it out. So <laughs> it probably would. All right. Cool. All right. So show business. We had good show business. All right. We fact checks. Uh, we had well two of the the Ryan Heitschka boat, the purity law. We had yep. that one. So this one was less of a fact check, but I got some feedback from one of our listeners who I happen to be married to. Uh, and she told me that um, our last episode, when we were looking at pictures from the ice show, yeah, we did descri- that sometimes. We just des- we didn't describe them well enough. Yeah, we maybe got a little caught up in that. So maybe I'm I apologize for that. We'll do better. It's valid, Aaron. Thank you for keeping him on. He Jeff has often told me, Aaron, because I know you're listening, <laughs> that he would like more feedback from you. <laughs> On a regular basis, like he just loves feedback. Yeah. So the more the more you can give him on all things, on all matters, he would it would just help him have more of a fulfilling relationship. Mm. Thanks, Jason. Thank hey, you for 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 being being my marriage therapist. Today. Hey, no I appreciate problem, it. man. I'm just here. I'm just here for you anytime. 
I mean, you know, you started when I was a freshman in college, and it's just been working since. So. <laughs> it, it, it seems to be a good formula for students. <laughs> Uh, and there was one we got kind of and I don't even know I think they're right but I don't know the right right here so we called something whitefish are they tulipy I don't know they said whitefish out of Green Bay was good baked or fried so I don't know if we're calling the wrong things whitefish or tubely or I feel like we should know things like this but we don't I'm wondering if is this like a thing like all like parallelograms or a square can be a parallelogram, but not all parallelograms are squares. All whitefish are whitefish, but they're not necessarily whitefish. Well, no, tulipies are whitefish, but all whitefish are tulipies. Yeah, yeah, it might be something like that. Something like that, know. maybe. I don't. We really need some help on this. If we could get another listener, I mean, I could Google it, but I'd rather somebody tell me. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy catching those fish. They're fun to catch. Uh, but usually I just throw them back because they're kind of stinky. They probably feel the same way about you, quite frankly. <laughs> they're just bad because they came out of a hole and they were warm in their water. You know, I mean, came through an ice hole and I pulled them through an ice hole. And now they're freezing outside. They want to just go back in their hole and go away. I think away. you need to review what you said and maybe cut it from the show. <laughs> it wasn't really bad. Was it was that bad. It was pretty talking bad. about. I'm it's talking a, about it's a, a family. It's a family show, Jim. I'm talking about a fish. I know fishing. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Well, moving on from that, we still have some fact checks to go. Are we even? Oh. We're we're like an hour into this. We haven't hit our topic yet. We'll be fine. Yeah, we're well, fine. That's I mean, all good. I mean, Joe Rogan goes on for hours. He had he had the new. We're no Joe te- Rogan. <laughs> no, yeah, we our budget's a titch less than Joe Rogan. I wish um, I just had his makeup budget. He had he had Elon <laughs> Musk on because they had the new Cybertruck out. Oh, and he was talking about that. It's bulletproof, Jason. Yeah, why not? I mean, apocalyptic zombie apocalypse. You're good to go. Were you, you want charging a your car in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> well. Well, you a need is a zombie apocalypse. You need something that runs on like vegetable oil, or <laughs> mo- use mortar oil, or or zombies rendered large. <laughs> zombies, zombies, zombies. It just runs on zombies. Zombie slush. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, are we off subject here? I don't know. You brought it. We up. just talked about zombie apocalypse. You here. brought it up. Let's get <laughs> All back. Right. We need to get back on track. Current events. All right, you cover this first one, Jay. So the ice fishing show that we tend to talk about is the St. Paul ice fishing show. Um, every region has, that's really in the ice belt, tends to have an ice fishing show of some sort. What's really cool about this year at the St. Paul show is they're going to dedicate it to Dave Gentz. Um, it's their 30-year ice fishing show as well. So um, anniversary of that show. So that's it's going to be pretty cool. Um, he'll be there too. And he'll be there. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> often there. He kind of hides out though. Like yeah, I, I, I ran into him. I ran into him, but people don't talk to him. Like I ran into him at the last ice show I went to. He was sitting in the shack just chatting with somebody, one other person, and mm-hmm. you know he's telling about about this awesome new uh, van he's built, the ice fishing van he's building. Like so, it's got all kinds of racks and stuff inside, so all your gear goes in there. That's so and cool. He to- then he tells his 
a snowmobile behind it and it's that's the rig that's so. awesome something to aspire so, to i don't know yeah i think he's he's at a different level i don't so all right so okay i had a question for you jason have you ever looked at, heard of lake miami no so i was reading this article um not in the outdoor news but in the other paper i get um and supposedly it's a private lake near des moines it could and be they had this phone number in the article so it's not a secret it said you can call call this guy and it had his number and he's the lake custodian okay Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, I guess it's just a lake they have down there, like a private lake. That's in Monroe County. So. Huh, well, interesting. But I almost felt like I was reading an article from the 80s, even though it was recent, because they said they were fishing, and they said there are things they said were bluegills prefer minnows. Okay. Even though I wrote bluegills prefer bluegills, which is not right. I just take notes sometimes and it doesn't make sense. But uh, but they were fishing for crappies with a Johnson spoon. Oh. Well, I know a Johnson spoon is like the daredevil with the weed cover thing. Just, you don't well, they make weeds. little ones. Okay. Yeah, they make littler ones. Okay. And a pork rind. That's where I thought like That's awesome. Uncle Josh's pork rind. <laughs> like, I mean, when's the last time I fished with one of those? So... Anyways, I don't know. It was interesting. This is... Oh, way south of Knoxville. Yeah, this is can't, a ways. South can't Austin. get a lot of ice. They were they were ice fishing, but it can't be a lot of ice. When? Like last year? It did say. It ha- I mean, it'd have to be. This south of... Uh, way south of me. Yeah. One thing, except for like our podcast, because we're pretty current, um, any content you see on YouTube or anything with people ice fishing or even talking about ice fishing... Almost all of it happened last year. Yeah, unless right. unless you're way up in northern Canada right now. Yeah, it's it's it, anything you see where they're like, you know, and probably why gear takes so long to come out because these new gear, the pros were testing it last year. Yep. On the ice, and all the videos you're seeing of the is from last year them fishing. So yeah. This next thing, Jay, it's kind of interesting. Um, so Voyager National Park, which is in Minnesota. They have some kind of agreement on the land, but there's a little bit of a tiff between the Minnesota DNR and the National Park because the National Park's trying to put rules on how you can ice fish the lake. Okay. And Minnesota said you didn't we didn't donate the lake, we donated the land and the lake is public and so you can't regulate it. So I don't know. They're trying to figure it out, but um it seems like they're trying to prevent cars from going out into certain places on the ice huh or control it more or charge to get on it so man interesting fees will never stop yeah so i don't know it was just kind of interesting i didn't realize it was going on but my favorite outdoor news told me about it well i Uh, i you know i want to spin on it just for a sec you know so everybody in every state has these types of things where the state and the federal government play differently with land rights yes and so as a sportsman and somebody an outdoor user for your particular location it always behooves you to pay attention to those things 
especially in areas that you frequent or use, because there's a lot of decisions that get made. And prior to any decision, state government, federal government, <clears throat> often are required when they change rules to have listening sessions. Yes. And, uh, and, and they largely will make decisions based on who shows up to those listening sessions mm-hmm. and says, hey, have you thought about or are you going to do this particular thing? And if there's no one shows up, they just move forward. The bureaucrat yep. moves forward with a decision one way or another. And that's not a criticism. That's just the way government works. So, you know, pay attention in your locale to meeting notices, you know, kind of tune yourself into that because that's where decisions like this happen. And this and one didn't have a greatly. Yep. And this one did have a comments time or whatever. Like it was, it was yep, there. There's a comment time and, and you can ask for more information on, Jeff, you've noticed this or talked about this with boats on access, um, public access for lakes. There'll be a hearing on what to do with an access or should an access yep. be closed because of invasive species. Or And if nobody shows up and nobody says, hey, wait, what about this yep. group or our use or our access? Because we're all citizens that get to use yep. this. It, it just happens. And then everybody goes, well, all of a sudden you walk up and it's closed. And you're like, what the heck? Right, so or you, you have to pay twenty bucks. You gotta pay attention, <laughs> yeah. folks. Especially in this day and age, you gotta pay attention. So there, that's my, and that's not not political. It's just the no, way it's right, and and they do things like, uh, do you want trophies or do you want you know a dinner? Right. I mean, there's all Correct. kinds of things going on like that too, where yeah. you know some people want to catch the trophy bluegill, so they don't want they mm-hmm. want less intensive harvest, and some people want to just have a meal and they want more intensive harvest or and, they want the lake managed for different things so the dnr yes. will say our natural resource organization will say well we're going to manage we did, we're deciding if we're going to manage this lake for muskies or we're going right. to manage yep. this lake for panfish or by god we're going to drain the thing and make duck habitat out of it because we don't think anybody really cares <laughs> so you got to show up yep that happened <clears throat> all right um Gosh, there's a lot of news. Why is there so much news right now? I don't know, man. Because we're not fishing. So, yeah, well, that's the other thing. We're talking about gear and news, but we can't go fish. Uh, so there was um, some interesting thing about, uh, you know, DNR is always, the Minnesota DNR is always seeing how invasive species and the climate and all those things kind of impact uh, fishing. And they were talking about zebra mussels specifically and they did some research and basically it came down to if you have zebra mussels, it's going to, you know, make your fish a little smaller. (laughs) That's what basically it is, but they're trying to do a bigger, wider net on that to understand the impact a bit more. So, so yeah. So they aged slower, grew slower and were 14% smaller. Wow. That's a lot. Like 40% yeah. smaller is, wow. But they said, you know, like anything, when you study these things, you know, they're looking at zebra mussels and size, but there's a lot of other factors too, right? I mean, it's it's not just zebra mussels, so they spend a lot of time. So it's cool that they get funding to study these things and understand yeah, them. it is. About, well, well let's talk about uh, fish slot. See, there's all these, you can tell, like, if you skip all the deer should, hunting stories. I think we should save that for the next show. You think it's fish slot? Okay, we'll skip yeah. the fish slot right now. Okay. Well, 
talk about at least big in Minnesota here. Um, Red Lake, which is like going like gangbusters right now. Um, they set the limit for, I think you get three walleyes for the winter. And Black's kept the one, which is pretty much what it's been for a while. So um, kind of leads into the slot thing we'll talk about. Yeah, now, time, now you but... might as well talk about it since you did the Red Lake thing. Because <laughs> that sets um, it up. Yeah, it does. It does. Slots, so, that, that's always a hot topic. How many fish do I get to keep? Right. And How many fish do you science, get? To... Alleged science yeah. behind it. There is sci- there is science, but it's not a, you know, it's it's not like two plus two equals four, right? It's no. a bit more complex. So, so yeah, it's it's basically all the science is based on you know how many just basically how many baby fish they can make, right? And how many, you know, mama fish you leave in the lake to make the baby fish. So, um, they have kind of ways to do that. So. I don't know. Maybe we don't need to talk about slots any more than that, but that's pretty much it. So the two facts I thought were interesting, Jay, is they use this information to figure out. And I thought this number was low. And I almost was like, is it even right? But they said they estimate like, like 700 to 800,000 walleyes of a certain size. There was some kind of, you know, it wasn't like baby minnows or something. That's how many like Malax has. It seemed kind of like an old number. It did seem like a low number, but remember, they're just talking about ones over a certain size. Over 14 inches. So maybe, like, that's the difference there, right? There mm-hmm. might be a whole bunch of littler ones, but but those are the ones that can reproduce, and that's why they care about the bigger ones. Yep. So, so yeah. All right. I told you there was lots of news. It was lots of news. Too much news? Yeah, it's a nice fishing show. <laughs> I mean, they're ice fishing focused. Absolutely. I mean, if we were talking about other odd things, it probably wouldn't be good. Good thing we never stray from the topic. Well, never, never. <laughs> okay, so, oh, we have a topic coming up, Jay. Oh, oh topic. Can we no. go back to the beginning of the show and see what the hell the topic was? Yeah. The topic coming after we talk about gear is about gear. So let's just talk Sweet. about this. This first part didn't fit into our topic of gear up. Um, I would call it gear down, if that makes sense. Gear not uh, to buy. Gear not to buy. I mean, so I this think that's is... important. If we identify something that's new that's just junk and we know it's junk, we should say that. So I will tell you I've never used this. I've seen it in person at an ice show, and I watched somebody who was demonstrating it struggle to get it to work. Which That's not a, a good endorsement. In a warm building with no gloves on and no... <laughs> I'm like, mm. yeah. And and I saw this in Bass Pros, sent me a magazine, you know, with like all the ice fishing stuff, yep. which is a very interesting, Bass Pro doesn't, yeah, it's Cabela's. Yeah. I know, I know, but it, it just seems weird to me like to get ice fishing stuff from Bass Pro. Um, I'm not I against you, Bass there's Pro. A lot of, there's a lot of small ice bait shops that have more ice fishing stuff. Than Bass. So, um, so sport like all those, That's all yeah. Well, and, and like some of those things, like sometimes I always feel like you go to Cabela's and I can't find weights, but I can find 50 different uh, food dehydrators, right? It just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or you can 18 different shirts. Yes, but I do shop there. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, anyways, we're way off subject here. But um, so they have this clam predator tip up, which has like two modes. Mode one is like, 
basically a rod holder that has a flag, like a bite indicator, right? Okay. Um, and then the second one is the, like the jaw jacker, right? But it's not legal in Minnesota. And I don't know where else it's not legal, but you can't you can't like set the hook with your your uh, rig, right? It has to be, you know, if like the hook gets set, so that so you can't use that in Minnesota, but other states you can or other places you can. So that's why they make them that way. But I noticed in Bass Pro's thing, they had it right next to the Jaw Jacker actual brand, and it looks exactly the same. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're made the same, but they look very very similar. If it wasn't the same then they were copied i don't know but it the reason i said this is like the next jig up kind of sort of is for two reasons and i haven't used it but one is the fussiness of getting the mechanism the strike indicator mechanism to work okay. was super complex like i said we were in a worm building and they couldn't the guy couldn't figure out how to do it he had to call somebody else over you know a guy with the name of the company on his shirt and to call somebody else over and show us how to use it. And I gave up watching, trying to get how to use it. But even if you can get it set up and it's not too fussy, one, it's not legal in Minnesota. I do a lot of fishing in Minnesota. Maybe there's other places, but um, it has that problem with the line is outside of the water. Like it's going to freeze up on any cold day. So it's not specific to like their version of this, but anyone that has a rod that has a piece of line that goes through the hole, it's going to freeze up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always going to be a weak spot. I, I mean, I guess you can run around and keep the holes open or get one of those bubbler things or maybe that heat circle heat thing that we had him on last year. Remember we talked to him? Yeah. But Did you ever get one of those? I have one. Yep. Okay. I used it. It works. Cool. Yeah, he came out fishing with blacks on me one time last year. So. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just kind of my, I saw that and, hey, if that's your thing, go to it. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, uh, if that's what you want to do, don't let me persuade you. But if you're like, wow, that looks really cool, I would be like, go buy a beaver dam instead. <laughs> or Freebull or whatever the version of that's even cheaper than the beaver They, they can so. take a lot of neglect and still catch a fish. Yep, they will break if you rip them through a hole yeah, that is I mean, frozen. Once the ice is over a couple inches thick, they don't like to come through the ice. But as long as you kick a hole open, you're fine. But but give them the old it, boot. But you can have two inches of ice and the line under the water, and you can still catch a fish if you kick it open. <laughs> True. I mean, two inches may be an exaggeration, but well, yeah, uh, probably an inch. Well, yeah, you're probably right, two yeah, inches, but probably an inch. But yeah. Anyway, but all right. So that was my. I don't know. Well, I just kind of keep an eye out for that kind of stuff, and that one was kind of, hmm. who knows? Maybe next month everybody will buy one. They were like sixty bucks or something, so yeah. Which actually didn't, for as much engineering that went into it, didn't seem that bad. But I don't know. I mean, Northwoods Dave has that tent one that's like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Firehouse so, or something. yeah, firehouse, yeah. All right, we are talking about our topic now, Jay. Nice. What was that again? I don't know. Are you going to tell me? I think it was gear. You're going to tell us Ge- about all the stuff you're going to spend money on. Well, you have a list too, right? And I don't have a very big list because I did off-season shopping. Okay. I have one off-season shopping. Okay. I got that new T- 2B case that I talked about last time. I'm excited about the That's new right. case. 
number two on my hit list of time to upgrade, even though I upgraded this last year. Um, just like in India Jones and the Last Crusade, the the knight says, "You have chosen wisely, or you have chosen poorly." I chose poorly. The, the, I I do. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. That phrase, I that scene is in my head all the time. Like when there's a choice and it yes. just goes bad, that's what I hear. You have chosen poorly. poorly. And of course, I then say he that dies and turns into sand. I, I mean, hopefully, I say that doesn't happen sometimes to, me. to my kids, and I kind of use that voice, and they look at me like, "What? What? Why? What? What are you saying?" <laughs> And they don't get it, you know. Yes. They don't get it. So it must be. It's probably a Gen X thing, I guess. I think so. So yeah. anyway, move on. Well, what's interesting about that scene, and we will move on after this, but we're going to have to talk about this now. Is <laughs> Indy chose wisely, and he chose like the simple cup, right? Yes. They had all these fancy all chalices that were fancy stuff. that away. were supposed to be the cup, the you know the that the blood of Christ cup. And yep. eternal, the, yeah, eternal life. And they chose the simple cup, and that was the one that was. Sorry that was, if I've ruined it for everybody. It's a thirty-year-old movie. But yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If <laughs> wait, uh, yeah. ruin the movie. Dang it! But yeah, it is like thirty years old. But uh, I, I guess maybe I am it might kind be of more like than thirty, Jeff. Yeah, well, they just made In a fact, new one I though. Know it is. Indy just made a new one though. He's he's like eighty. But he's still making movies. Uh, but you know, sometimes I think the simple cup is the answer. And actually, I don't think the shuttle I got last year is that BK shuttles. Um, I don't know. It's just not the right thing for me. It's it's. I don't like it. I I tried to modify it last year to make it work, and I'm unhappy. Um, I didn't I didn't like that from the time I saw it. Yeah, but it looked nice when I saw it at the show. Like, I really liked it at the show. It had, like, the cool camo handle, the blue camo handle. I don't know, maybe I was just mesmerized by the blue camo handle. but Maybe that was it. So if somebody's looking for one, I suspect one will be going up for sale very shortly. So, Jeff, so, what, what year did that movie come out? The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones. 1987. Nope, 1989. That makes it 34 years ago. 34 years ago. Indy chose wisely. That is... Oh, man. All right. So, I am hoping to choose wiserly. Is that a word? Wiserly? No, it's not a word. Put the chocolate peanut butter stout down. Mm, It's so good, Jay. Yum. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going to get yet, but... I've been thinking about just a hummingbird case. There's a lot of kind of good deals out on Facebook Marketplace right now of stuff that people like me probably have and didn't work out for their cause. And, sure. You know, so I'm hoping maybe I can find something because it was pretty expendy when I got it last year, so I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. But, you know, it's just not working for me. Well, trying uh, to get something new. And I also made a mistake, and hopefully I can help people with this, so I got a 20 amp battery because the old shuttle, the lithium shuttle I was using was underpowered for my Helix 7. Like it wasn't enough power. It wouldn't even show on the, it would always say my battery was dead even when it was fully charged, like in the thing. So I went and got this bigger battery. It's bigger than a normal Vexlar size battery. Well, now I fish all day and it still says 100%. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I went too big. I mean, it's not heavy, but I don't. I could get away with a smaller battery. I can just absolutely, tell. yeah. So I probably will get rid of the battery too. And the battery it was like 130 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I can get rid of that and maybe lose a little bit and get a one smaller. And so I paid a little extra for a bigger battery. But sure. Uh, so that's gear upgrade number one. Did you have anything on your list, Jay? That well, you wanna... it's interesting you mentioned battery because I had a battery, my old my lat my lead acid battery I've been using yep. when my flasher died, and so I flipped over my <clears throat> using my lithium one, off brand lithium one I bought forth like three years ago that's still going strong. Yeah, but that thing will run my flasher forever because it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah. like fifteen amps or something. Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's about what they are. And so what I need is a new battery for my camera, probably. Yep. Um, or the flasher. I haven't decided. So I'm, I'm probably going to pick up a lithium battery. I'm probably going to do it at the show when we go to the St. Paul Ice Fishing yep. Show because I'm not going to need it ahead of time. So I thought I would go there and see if anybody can talk me into buying one. Um, Maybe we yeah. get a two for a J. Maybe we can get... Well, two of them. Yeah, maybe we can we can finagle a deal, so to speak. Um, I so want to say they're they're going to be like sixty to eighty dollars mm-hmm. for for like the normal. I'm going to say the normal size, not the big one, but the yeah. And I'm size I'm one. actually looking probably for um, a normal sized one. My yes. camera, I put the bigger one in my camera. Um, yep. And it didn't fit real well. Yeah. And so I'm probably going to go back to. Well, I, you, you can get more amp hours in a small package with lithium. Oh, way more. So way, way more. I'm gonna, but I'm going to try yeah. to stay within that footprint, whereas the other one yeah. I got that's in my flasher right now is bigger, but it, it fits in there just fine. So yeah. I'll probably keep that guy with the flasher. Um, cool. I'm still rocking old technology. I've got, you know, I'm using the Hummingbird and an old Markham camera. Um yeah, I mean, I have my Hummingbird, too. Um, I mean, the Markham camera, I don't think they're that different well, modern ones. And so that's the deal. So I've been hoarding uh, Shields gift cards Yeah. Um, from credit card points. <clears throat> and then I got a Shields card for a birthday. And so I think, I think I'm going to upgrade my camera this year. Ooh. Um, nice. Not to, I, I'd like to get more portable. Yes. With it. So, you know, I bought that one from Northwoods, Dave, and it's been a great yeah. camera. And I can probably still sell it for a little bit of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to you know, use that and put that then again towards upgrading um, into a smaller kind of pocket-sized camera. I've used them. It works great. I've used them. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just think I can get smaller. Um, you put it was, in your pocket. It literally fits in your pocket. It's like yeah. the size of a cell phone, and it has a little... A little wind-up thing. And, so, so yeah. really, to that point, then, if I don't buy a battery, because really I don't need one if I upgrade my camera. Nope, you don't. Then I can throw that money, you know, so I'm getting really close yeah. to, to having the funds acquired for a camera. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think um, of all the gear, like my gear needs, you know, I, I need a fishing pole, but that's pretty nominal. I need, yeah. I need, a, I need a new ultralight-type Yep. Uh, pole because um, that's the one i broke i broke the one that uh yeah no yeah timmy, you broke that Tim, one timmy, Tim, timmy hall timmy hall thank you that timmy yes. hall uh gave us and so yep. i broke that unfortunately um and so i need to replace that so that's kind of the two 
You know, because I I did an ice shack last year. Yeah, um, I'm getting runners, so that's one of my gear things. Ooh, I that's, need runners. That's important. So yep. Paul Kaufman's on a number of like fishing Minnesota, or fishing uh, I, Facebook forums. Forums. Yeah. Paul Kaufman. He's out of the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Um, I'm gonna buy stuff the skids from sure. him. I think he's a little bit more expensive, but the quality is is really good. So I'm gonna buy it from him and get those installed on my Kenai. And then I'm probably gonna look at selling my Nanook, Nanook this year. Yeah, I didn't yeah. use it all last year. I thought I'd keep it one year to see if I was yep. gonna use it. I didn't use it. Um, and then I think what I'm gonna look for not this year but next year or if I find a good used one is a two man or three man hub shack. Yeah. For if I'm going with some if I want to go with somebody, then I'll just bring the hub shack instead of a flip over. So, so yeah, I'm shack is the next on my list. So I have a one man shack that I don't know. I'll it's super portable, but it's marginal to use. To be honest, it's just too small for me. I tell you, you upgrade to the Kenai Pro. You like that? It's a nice shack. Yeah, but that doesn't fit in my attic. It's too big. This True. one does. There is so that. I don't know. So I think I'm going to get rid of my one man, and I'm going to get rid of my two-person hub and get a new hub with a non-taco door otherwise i mean you're welcome to my my clam for you and your no kidneys. but it won't go in my attic either no it won't and then i have to store it somewhere else and true. yep i have to stare at it all summer in my garage that has no space yeah so that's true so um yeah so i think i i'm i've kind of turned into a hub man just put that on a shirt hub man <laughs> Hub man, you know it's like that old country song, pickup man. You know, you're a hub man. Something about something about a hub man. Yeah, I don't know. I do like flipovers too. I just my challenge is I don't fish that way very often because I don't have a machine and I don't have a way to tow it. And I don't know. Anyway, well, I don't have a so, machine either. I just use my. Well, I do now. But we'll yeah, you see. do. Yeah, but I just use but, my feet. But you know, I mean, when the ice gets thicker, I just drive out there. But when it's early, I, I don't, I don't know. So I don't know which one I'm going to get yet. I haven't decided. Um, it's going to be, my gut tells me I will get the, they say a two to three man. It's not even the bigger one. It's like the cabin, I think. The otter cabin hub. Going otter, huh? That's what I've got now. It just has the taco door. Yeah, but you're But not, it's perfect you're, for. You're not shaped like a taco. no. It's perfect for two people. No one I have fished out of it. It's fine for two people. Um, it's not good for any more than two people. <laughs> but it weighs less. It, it's very lightweight for walking out. And that's when I use it. I use it when it's it's early ice, when it's cold. Okay. But I don't know. I still could be Eskimo. Still could be a clam. I don't, I don't know yet. Anybody with a big door? I haven't decided which big door I like better or worse. It'll be around price point, I suspect. Yeah, but it's weight too. The the Eskimo is heavier and more expensive. Oh well. So, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe I'll find a deal on Facebook Marketplace, and that'll be what I end up with. But, um, you don't see a lot of those for sale with a new door. The, yeah, I've seen a few because the oh, hub yeah. shacks. I think people. I don't think people get rid of these things because they're broken. I think it's either a. They thought it was cool, and they don't go ice fishing, and they kind of 
peter out on ice fishing because it's hard work and cold uh or that's not the right style i mean i bought an ice shack once that was giant that I could barely pull it held three people and it was but i couldn't move it right yeah. so i mean i yeah. bought the wrong thing and i think that happens so so yeah uh yeah well we'll see lighter weight auger i would love a lighter weight and and Strike Master makes a 10-inch lightweight composite bit now, too. But have you seen this new Eskimo auger? Yeah, somebody told me that they got bought out. Like, Artisan bought Jiffy? Artisan bought Jiffy. But, but this isn't is, a Jiffy. No, is, no, no. If it was a Jiffy, it'd be 1,000 pounds. This is, huh. this is a new... But see, Artisan also owns Zion. So they own Ion, Jiffy, and, and Eskimo. Eskimo? Correct. How many electric ice augers are they going to make? Well, they're going to pro- But see, people are brand loyal. Yeah. You know, so they're going to make them all. One's red, one's green, and... One's yellow. What's Jiffy? White? Yellow. Oh, yellow. Okay. So yeah. you have your color preference. Yeah. So, but... I've all seen, with the same battery I'm pack and the you, same engine well, and the, the same... Well, the Eskimo is really light. Yeah. Like really light. Because they put, I think they're running that pistol bit or something on there. Yeah. Remember. That's what it looked like on the video I saw. It looked like their pistol bit auger, which is stupid light. All the new ones. Yeah, it is. All the and new it's ones 40 now volt. are. So you had yeah. to go to the Strike Master 24 volt to be as light as this new Eskimo. Auger. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And you're running 40 volt. Yeah. I tell you, I, I've got nothing but, I've had nothing but really decent experiences with Eskimo. And they don't pay me to say that. Yeah, no. I they've gotten better. I that first ice shack that I told you, remember that big green one that was super heavy? Oh, that was a lot. That like think where that was in the evolution of equipment. No, that's what I mean. They've come a long ways. That yeah, was my point. Just everybody is, has. Because the fabric was terrible. It was not Yeah. Everybody has, yeah. I mean it wasn't even thermal. I mean we're talking Yeah, I mean you're what was that? I mean that's 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. And you had to have like a freaking jet engine to heat the thing up because yeah. it was so big and there was no thermal. Yeah. 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 We've yeah, come a long ways. A lot. It's it's now it's getting into such minute refinements, a lot of this gear yeah. because it's come so far. It's a lot of weight, a lot of thermal. I mean, weight I think is a big deal these days. So lightening up thermal will probably be the next innovation, you know, to come up with a shack that's as warm as but as light as. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the thermal part is the heavy part. It's the tubs and the poles. I don't think the fabric is that. Man, I don't know how you make them poles any lighter either. They came up with hub shacks out of nowhere, so we'll see. All right, so yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind a lighter weight auger. I'm not saying these are going to happen this year. That's number four on my list is the lighter weight auger. Just the bit. I mean, I wouldn't change the head unit because those are, but you know, I have steel bits. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, that, that would be a natural upgrade for you to get it. That's why I call it gear up, not like yeah. trade in everything and sell the farm. Sure. I I think I'd get an eye on if I was trading everything in and selling the farm. I used Oli's last year in Lake of the Woods. It's so much smoother. Mm-hmm. Remember, like Ron's, there was something wrong with his. But, that, but yeah. mine. You know mine, what Ron's rocking now, though, don't you? What does he have? He started using my propane one. Oh yeah, that's right. So I, I gave it to him to use for storage. Yeah. Might as well keep using it. Yeah. So he's been he ran that the rest of the season up there. Oh. I mean, it works. It's if but you he, want to talk heavy, <laughs> it works for him. You know, he yeah. pulls it once, it runs, and it's, it's super yeah. easy. 
it's super easy to start. Yeah, no, it's yeah. way better than the gas ones. And I then agree. I gave him an extra power head for it, that old mm. power head. So now he's got the yeah. parts too. Yeah. So. Spare parts. Yeah. yeah work. And you got a one pounders for everything. Yeah. Speaking of one pounders, that was number six on my list. Was I need to buy some of those? Menards. I hate those. Menards had a, had a kit last time I was there. You want to get them? They're yeah. the cheapest. Um, okay. They carry them. So what Jeff's talking about is the um, what the heck's the brand? Lakeland, Lakewood? No. No. They're green. It's a refillable one pound. Oh, for Christ's sake! You Google it. They're refillable one pound. Flame King. Flame King. Yep. Yes. So they they're green. They they sell them at Menards. Every now they're you know people are going to say, well, just refill the non refillables, which you can. I did that. I've been on both sides of that where the valve sticks and you got to chuck it out of your garage like a grenade because yep. it's spewing propane all over. And I've also been on the side of those where you overfill them a little bit and you uh, your car starts filling propane. That's not so good either. Oh yeah. And then um, and this is the refilling and non refillables. And also, so, and then you really, to fill those, you've got to stick them in the freezer and get them nice and cold so they take propane well. And then you have to weigh them before and after so you don't put too much propane in it. So it's really a pain in the butt. Jason. What? The Menards by my house, which I'll have to go buy these before this comes out, they're on clearance. No, no kidding. Well, you get one with the refill kit for 38 bucks. Okay. Or. and, And how much are just the canisters? 1423 yep that's what they were last year but oh, well they were so. about 16 but so i have currently in my inventory oh. i have 14, they're 16 dollars minus the 11 i have 14 so. or so of those refillables oh wow i bought maybe not that many i i bought a whole another stack of them into last year okay. no i think i've got i'm sorry i'm exaggerating i have 12 it's a lot, but, but it makes me the, sad to throw them away, and I don't know how you get rid of them anyways. Well, <laughs> the beauty of these refillable jobbers from Flame King is, and there again, we're not paid to advertise. If they no. want to send us money, they certainly can. Yes. Um, but it, I'm not a plan ahead kind of guy, so I have this the thing in the winter. I set it up uh, on a stand, yep. and literally, Jeff, to refill a propane cylinder takes like two minutes. Yep. So you, you hook it up to the thing, and it's got a little lever you press. You sure. open you open a set screw that lets the pressure, ex- the um, air escape from the can as the propane goes in. Gotcha. And when it starts shooting out a little bit of propane, you close the, the set screw, and it's okay. full. And it's always full. And it it's so slick and so quick that it just... Well, and if you're walking out or you need lightweight, you don't want to carry 20 pounds no. of propane. And yeah, no. So, so I, I want that's on my Christmas list or something. I need that. Well, and and with my like my Kenai, I need one. Yeah. Like I I went to this little buddy, like the little tiny little yep. buddy. I've got the same thing. And yeah. it runs like I need two propane cylinders, and they run yeah. for the whole yeah. day. It takes up no space in your little shack, yeah. and don't you have a little cozy spot for it in your Build. I do, and then I use. Yeah. I also use those propane cylinders for my gas grill. Yeah, and oh. see, invariably you always, you leave the dang auto ignition on, oh, and yeah. you run out of propane, and so yeah. then you're always having to run buy a new tank. Now I just refill it. Huh. So hands so. down, the way to go. All right, and then okay, so that was so number five, the last one. Even though we covered them out of order, um, 
Still in search of a better tackle box. I haven't found one that's better than the old Plano hard-sided ones. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, so I, I put either Widowmaker or the Lakeland Wallet. I want to try those. So I acquired a clam one over the summer. Okay. Um, I got to find it, which is always a problem when you buy gear out of season. You put it somewhere and it's not with yep. your stuff. Yep. But it's one of those clam makes a box that is really, really thin. Yes. And it sandwiches the lures, but they're really hard to find. They're like stupid hard to find. Yeah, I've seen them. They have them at Shields and stuff. Well, I've This time of year, they will have yeah, them. I need Shields. to go look this time of year. End yes. of season last year, I couldn't find them. Yeah. And so I'm going to switch to those because what I'm tired of is all my buckshots slamming into each other and wearing all the paint on. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. They're worn out. But but I've tried different things. And, you know, Dave, Northwoods Dave cuts, you know, like things out of shipping boxes. Yeah, I'm not fussy flips. enough for that. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I need to do something different. So the Lakeland had this wallet that was just like a piece of foam with a 80s-style wrapper wallet around it. I, or um, Widowmaker, I've heard, has some decent ones, but... I've tried the wallet ones, older versions. Nope. They, if it doesn't hold that, so that just holds the hook into the foam, and then yeah. it, that they bang into each other. You're no better off. Oh, and I was worried about the hook seemed to hang out the end, and I was like, "Is I gonna yeah, catch on?" Things? I would not okay. do that one. So not the wallet. Okay, so that Lakeland's off. I don't know the Widowmaker. Or, they have those groove ones. Have you seen those? They have the, like little grooves to put the hooks in. But I'm yeah. I'm worried how futzy it looks. I, I'm still, if those bodies swing back, if it doesn't trap the body, yeah. then it, it's like you yeah. almost need like a memory foam. I know. Well, that's kind of that stuff that they cut out of um, maybe, maybe shipping. That's, maybe that's what we have to do, Jeff. We have to design a, design a hard water fishing show tackle box. But people have tried. I've heard things about the Widowmaker one that, that's good, but okay. I know what I have now is like the 1980 double-sided. It works. Well, maybe that's... I do a, like... Maybe I do like a, this stick them in my pockets and that's why i like a small one not some big thing so maybe that's a good thing for us to really hone in at the ice fishing show yeah let's try to find a decent stinking tackle box you're gonna put you're gonna put a jig in it and shake it around and see if it stays in there i do it's called well i have a summer method for a net test i call it have you ever heard of that oh uh-uh. my son bought a fishing net and i said well did you do a net test and he goes no what's a net test I grabbed three Rapalas and chucked them in the net, and then just shook the net all up. <laughs> and I said, "Now try to get the Rapalas out." Of course, it took him like an hour. He said that net failed the net test. Wow. <laughs> huh. Hmm. I thought it was funny. You apparently don't. <laughs> uh, no, I was looking for my recording. You had to be there. Find it. You had to be. I, there. Yeah. I, I. I. No, I liked it, Jay. Sorry. The I look lost. on his face was like jerk. <laughs> no, I, I lost my recording screen and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, oh, dear God, no. did I not record the episode? Sorry, I got distracted by That's my... Okay. All right. Let's get well, Yeah, that was good Good gear stuff. <laughs> you're you're um, giving up, you're done. That, those are the six things I had. I don't know That's if you have anything it. else, but... No, I mean, mine was I'm going to um, I'm gonna do some additional work on my shack. I'm going to make sure that the, yeah. they got the skid plate and... Um, you know, I want to upgrade some fishing poles and some tackle boxes this season. Um, yeah, that's yeah, really keep the, it cl- close to the fish. Yeah, that that's really really my goal. And then learning how to use this um, tracked vehicle thing we bought. Yeah, that's Snow gonna Dog, be sweet. In quotes. Yes. Um, 
or snow fish, pup, snow pup, whatever. Snow mutt, snow mutt. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's a thing. It'll be a hoot. Well, we'll have a whole episode on that. Yeah, I'll All do. Right. I'll do some. I'll have to do some video on that. Jay, we, we we're at the time where we don't have a legend again. Gah. Okay, listeners, we need some help on the legend department. We are failing miserably on the legend department. So if you could assist us with that, send us some legends. I would prefer, if you have the technology, ability, and wherewithal, that you actually record the legend on audio and send it to us. I mean, every can, iPhone, every smartphone yeah, well, can do it. I'm just saying, yeah. if, if you can do that, because my preference to be would be to do it in your own voice, because it's always better if you tell it yes. than if we try to tell it. So yep. if you would record legends and send them to us, we would be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I have, I got nothing. Oh, boy. Um, did we tell the one about I was fishing with Ole on Clear Lake once? You didn't hear this me. one? All right, so this is this is going to be the legend. If we told it before, you can fact check me. But uh, this was a long time ago. And it galaxy hit, far, far away. Yeah, I know exactly. With with we've talked about Star Wars and and uh, Indiana Jones in the this episode. But <laughs> so many years ago, Oli and I used to work together, and there was a the clam factory was really close to our office. So he bought it. He still has it, but the first two man clam. Very, we're talking two decades ago at least, probably more than that, probably two and a half. Anyways, so we were out on. He had his four wheeler, and he had the shack on top of the four wheeler on the trailer. So he has some of the trailer with the four wheelers towing it. There wasn't very much uh, snow, right? And a great gust of wind came up and grabbed the shack off of the trailer and sailed away it sailed away and we had to go running across the lake and catch it um it went off the trailer onto the ice and oh, kept man. on going and this was almost brand new at the time it was very very new yes yeah. this was very very new not the first time out but first season right mm-hmm. and things weren't as durable as they are now and stuff still breaks now uh, so we caught it and you know it was earlier ice so I'm not even sure that how much ice was on the whole lake. So we had to get it quick, right? Because if it went too far, it might be beyond our reach. And so we caught it and all was well. But that was my legend of the the flying ice shack off the trailer. And it wasn't like we were moving. The wind just gusted, grabbed. Popped it. Grabbed that, you know, it was flipped over. It grabbed the, the top of the ice, flip over shack and just. Took it off the trailer and it just went flying. But I hate the wind. Did I ever tell you how much I hate wind? Yeah, you didn't hate it. Nothing good about it. Yeah, too breezy. Well, this has been a rather short show, so we apologize. <laughs> Only an hour and a half, Jay. <laughs> well, so you know, we missed recording last week, but really we recorded two shows. And we've got we've got three shows and two shows. Yeah, because <laughs> we got about three hours of podcasts yeah. just in two shows. And yeah, well, we lack so. in quality. We make quantity. We make up for in quality and length. Uh, yeah. All it's right. like that that Saturday Night Live skit where they say, 
we make it up in volume. We don't make any money on each unit, but we make it up in volume, up in volume. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think that's good for tonight, Jay. All right, man. Thanks, everybody. Tight lines. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.